Hi guys, my name is Sarah Balding and this is my podcast, Faithfully Following. So today is a really exciting week because I have my Bible study leader, Ken, here with me. And we are just going to have a conversation and just talk a little bit about God. We're going to learn a little bit about what God is doing in Ken's life, in Ken's faith. And uh, Ken is just a really incredibly faithful follower that I've had the privilege of learning from and knowing. And so I'm really excited for what we have in store today. Um, As always, we're going to get started off with some prayer before we really get into it. Dear God, I just thank you for this day and that um, we have Ken here with us to teach us. And I pray that you would guide us by the Holy Spirit so that we can speak your truths and that um, everyone who's listening and even the two of us sitting here, that we would just be able to bring glory to your name and to interpret the Bible well and be able to apply it to our lives uh, so that we can follow you and follow you faithfully. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Ken. So tell me a little bit about you so that me and our listeners can just have an idea of why you're here and what what you do. Okay. First of all, Sarah, I'm really glad to be here. It's a blessing to uh, sit down with you and talk about this. I am a welding instructor and Mm -hmm. I have been for 14 years now. Um, I am married and I've been married for 36 years mm. and we were blessed with a daughter and she married a fine young man and I have two beautiful granddaughters. <laughs> um, you know, I enjoy getting my hands dirty in the garden. Um, I love to stay active as well, uh, play competitive sports like pickleball and um, I enjoy horseshoe pitching and yeah, ping just pong. The normal stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Very good. So I think we're all here to hear a little bit about your faith. So why don't you tell me, why do you follow Christ? Well, because really when it comes down to it, one day my eyes were gloriously opened. Mm -hmm. They were. um, I did see the light and Jesus changed me. He gave me new life. You know, when I was a young man, I considered myself to be a Christian. Um, I grew up in a very strict Catholic home. I went to church every Sunday. In fact, I was following the seven sacraments of the church. I was even an altar boy, which is a big thing in the church. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't smoke or drink and swear. So I would say I was a pretty good kid. Mm-hmm. And I honestly thought that my good works would weigh out my bad works um, and that when that day comes when I die, that God would gladly take me into heaven. Mm -hmm. But when I really thought about it, you know, getting to heaven by doing good, I was really puzzled by why Jesus died. Yeah. I didn't get it. Why did he have to die? Well, I have an older brother, Dan, who became a Christian. And he talked me and a a couple other brothers and going down to Florida in 1980. It was this rally called Jesus 80. And it was there that I was convinced um, in what the Bible says that we're all sinners. And in fact, 
A verse that I like, James 2.11 says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of all. So no matter how good I thought I was, I still wasn't good enough to get to heaven because I was guilty and needed a savior. Absolutely. But, you know, I learned that that's why Jesus died on the cross. So he paid the penalty for my sin and the sins of everyone and, of course, rose from the dead. And so recognizing my need to be saved, I called out to Jesus believing that what he did was for me. It was, it was on my behalf. So he saved me that very moment, granted me new life. And I realized I was dead, spiritually speaking, but he made me alive. That's why I follow Christ. Hmm, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I think a lot of us sometimes think that we're, we're following in one way. And then until we realize that we really have this need for saving, it doesn't make sense to have that savior in Jesus. And so that's, that's really cool how your eyes were open to that. And I think that's something that we all can have in our lives if, mm. if we wish to experience it. Um, so another question that I have for you is how has your life changed as a result of becoming a Christian and accepting that saving from Jesus? you know because he gave his all for me i want to do the same for him mm -hmm. so he's he's everything to me um true satisfaction really is only found in a personal relationship with jesus christ and though i i can easily say i'm far from perfect um i do seek to live a life um that puts Jesus on display. So in everything I do, um, I want to please my savior, making him known to others. You know, just as he saved me, giving me new life, he wants to do the same for every human being. He loves us so much, wants to bless us, but it's so sad that so many in our world reject him. Mm -hmm. They hear about him, reject him, and suffer the consequences. You know, our, lot, our time here on this earth is short. And when we die, we'll live somewhere forever. So I, I don't see it really as giving up things, but rather doing those things that please him. Mm -hmm. You know, I have the freedom to choose, and I choose him. So he's, he's the only one that truly satisfies and brings lasting joy and peace to our hearts. Absolutely. And, and you can definitely see that in the way Ken lives. Um, I know that a lot of the listeners don't know Ken personally, but when you look at Ken, you see, you see Jesus in him and you see him really living out his life to bring glory to the name of God and to just follow God in a way that will, will bring other people to Christ as he was brought to Christ. And so that just really like, it reaches to every aspect of your life and it, it just, you see it in the way that you act in the way you live in the way you think and talk. And so even, even the listeners can probably hear that today, but I think that was really eloquently said, just, just what you're doing as a Christian. Um, so 
I mentioned that you're my Bible study leader. Um, he can host a Bible study on Friday nights for um, a lot of young adults. Uh, what what made you decide to start that Bible study? You know, in school, I see a lot of young people and I see a lot of very unhappy young people. I mean, there's, there's um, so much depression, um, hard things happening challenging things that they're going through. And so many are on some sort of medication. Even the suicide rate among young people is incredibly high. So it wasn't until one of my former welding students who became a Christian, he approached me and, and asked if I would teach him the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so after we talked about it for a little bit, I started thinking of a few others who might be interested and benefit from doing this. And so I asked them to join us as well. And um, ultimately, I wanted them to have what I had and to, to teach them how they too can have new life in Christ. And so my goal was just to disciple them to teach them. So about three years ago, we started with a very small group of six um, young men. And, um, and it has certainly grown over these past few years and been a great blessing to me. Hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And I think it, it again is coming from that um, place of, of having this good news. Mm-hmm. I, I think we forget that, that having Jesus in our lives and knowing the truth that, that we have freedom and life in him is, is such good news. Amen. And we just, we just <laughs> need to share that with other people. Mm. And so uh, that's really incredible how God has, has used you to start this Bible study and, and to share, to share the life that you've experienced through Christ with, with young people. And I've seen personally how you've not only shared that life with me, but with other people who go there on Friday nights and just, the way that that you teach us the truths about God, it just it brings him into the room and it brings life into the room because because he's powerful and he's good. And that's Mm. that's what you get to share with people. So I just wanted to commend (laughs) you on doing that. Well, well, thank you. It really is a blessing. Okay, so the next question that I have for you is when was a time that your faith was tested and how did you respond to that? Mm. You know, what comes to mind right away is currently what I'm going through. Mm. About a year and a half ago, my wife, Kelly, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And it was such a shock to us because she was in pretty good health. So, but since that time, she's had several surgeries. She's gone through numerous chemotherapy and radiation treatments. And watching her get weak and suffer, um, losing her appetite for food, um, just very, very hard on me. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. She's currently dealing with um, not being able to see out of one eye. She's blind in one eye. She, And I'm not sure if that's related, but she... Twice she's had surgeries to repair a detached retina 
in that eye. And so now it's, it's actually been 23 weeks that she still can't see out of that one eye. And these things that are going on with her, it, it really hurts and, and pains me. You know, I can't fix it. I can't make it go away. Mm-hmm. So you ask how I responded. Well, I think when we're, we're flat on our backs, um, it, it's actually a good thing because we, we need to turn to the one who's in full control. Yeah. And trusting God that he has a plan and a purpose, not just for me, but for, for everyone who, who has come into God's family. God is in control and trusting him that he, he knows what's going on and there are no accidents with him. He loves us and, and he knows what he's doing. So my faith has grown stronger, actually, I would say, during this time. And, you know, though we don't know the outcome, we, we certainly can leave it all in his hands because he, he has proven over and over, Sarah, that he is a good, good heavenly father. He loves us. And, and I trust him for that. Wow, that is that is really really good. I think it's it's incredible truly this this mindset that you can have about this whole situation because for as long as I've known you um Kelly has been has been going and you too. Both of you have been going through this trial and to see the reality that trials and tests and, and tribulations in our life are hard and they are real and they hurt and and that's incredibly difficult to deal with especially as christians but at the same time to see how you are so strongly rooted in your faith and how every single moment you continue to put that trust in god and you can continue to believe even though this is happening to me even though we're going through this i know that god is still good like to be able to witness that in your life has just been truly a blessing for me. And just as much as it's grown your faith, I'm sure it's grown the faith of the people who get to see see you respond in that way and see you respond with such solid faith um, that the both of you are having through this through this time. Thank you. Yeah. And I just would invite anyone listening. Um, I constantly pray for Ken and Kelly. If you um, feel on your heart, if you feel a desire to pray for them, please pray for them. Um, Pray for those around you um, in your own lives or even pray for yourself that if you're going through a trial to know how to be reminded that God is in control and that God is good even through that, because that is the truth that we're given. And that truth is there no matter what no matter what circumstance we're going through mm-hmm. um so what are some practices we're getting practical now that you have in place to faithfully follow god in your daily life because this podcast is called faithfully following <laughs> and some of us struggle with being faithful so i just want to get some secrets out of you on on how you grow your faith every day you know, I, I wouldn't say there's any secrets, but you know what? I, I seek to spend time with the Lord every day. And I believe it's critical for, for my well-being. So the Bible is God's message to man. So I spend time reading it and in it every day and then talking to him in prayer. 
So, and I also uh, enjoy treasuring up God's word in my heart. Mm. And so daily, I, I do spend time reviewing um, Bible verses that I once memorized. Um, Psalm 119 verse 11 says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. And so um, I love doing that. I mm -hmm. do. And, um, and I can't tell you how many times that a verse has come to mind just going through the daily, you know, everyday things that we, we go through in life. Also, though, I have a good friend, a good Christian friend who keeps me accountable. And I can't even say how many years it's been, but I think it's been 18 years wow. um, that we have tried to talk to each other every single week. And we share what's going on in our lives. And then we spend a good amount of quality time in prayer. So those are some of the things that I really enjoy doing. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you for sharing. First of all, I think the fellowship that you have um, with with that accountability partner is really something that a lot of Christians um, might be lacking on because um, some people don't always go to church every single week. And some people don't have very many Christian friends or a strong Christian community surrounding them. And so sometimes Christians can feel isolated. They can feel like they're the only one that mm. is is believing in in the Lord and in mm. Jesus, and they they can really feel unmotivated because of that. And mm. and when you don't have um, something to keep you accountable, it's really easy to slip into oh I'm I'm not going to read my Bible today. Oh uh, maybe this came up and I'm busy, and then days turn into weeks, turn into months, and then all of a sudden you're not following God the way you thought you were. And mm -hmm. so to have that accountability partner is something I think all of us could pray about and look for to be able to stay faithful to God and to just have someone to go through life with, to have fellowship with um, and meet with on a weekly basis and monthly basis. Like it doesn't have to be exactly the same as what you guys do, but mm -hmm. definitely, you know, we're relational people. That's the way we were created. And so to, to have a relationship with God is ultimately what's most important, but to have relationship with our brothers and sisters in Christ is, is going to help us. To, to strengthen that relationship with God. So thank you for bringing that up. Everyone go find your Christian community, go to church. Um, but also another thing that I want to point out about you is you have so many verses in your head. <laughs> like they're all just up there forever, it seems like, because during Bible study and during conversations, you just will say like, oh, it's this verse right here. And you know exactly what verse it is, what number, exactly what it says. And, and that's truly, truly incredible to me. Hmm. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I wish I could say they come back easily every time, but they don't always. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it really shows how much um, truth is in what you said. Like mm -hmm. you practice those and you work on mm -hmm. those daily. And yeah. that's that's how they come up with, through yeah. daily life and how you remember those in different situations because you've already spent the time memorizing them and writing those on your heart and meditating on them. You know, and I can't, I can't tell you how many times that the very verses that I've gone over in that morning come up later in the day. It's just, mm. it's mind boggling, but 
I don't know how God orchestrates, you know, life. He's such a great God, but it's it's amazing how practical these verses just come alive every day. Yes, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about, I know that I know about this, but I don't think our listeners will know. Tell me about this verse box that you have <laughs> that now I have one of my own because because of hearing about it. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to bring it <laughs> and I wish I did, but I, I've got a Bible verse box, it's stainless steel, welded it up and I polished it. Personally welded. <laughs> yes, that's right. And I, at first I was writing out all the scripture verses, but then I, I wanted to get more in that one card. So I thought I could type it and then print it in smaller font. Yeah. And, and I did that. And so I have a lot of different cards, um, um, some with one verse on and some with 12 verses on. But I have this verse box and I do, I go through a, a little handful every day and maybe, I don't know, maybe 50 verses a day. Wow. And um and again, I just love the practice. I feel like, I feel like just as God's word says, though our outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed day by day. And God's word has a way of just keeping me sharp, keeping me growing in him. And I just, I just love his word and, and I just love the practice. And I would strongly encourage um anyone listening any believer to to do that very thing treasure up god's word in your heart and see how he uses it in your life because he will amen to that that is so true and and i've even started this practice with my own um welded steel box <laughs> from a from a very kind attendee to the uh friday night bible study and and honestly, everything you said is 100% accurate in my own life as well. You know, when when you starve your spirit from the from the word of God, you you feel that and you yeah. feel distant from God. And so to make that daily commitment to even look at one verse, maybe yeah. not 50, <laughs> maybe we're not all at that um, point yet, but but to open, open your Bible or pick up that verse card every single day is to make that commitment to say, I am going to pursue the Lord today. Mm -hmm. I want to still follow God today as much as I wanted to follow him yesterday. And yeah. that's, that's how you grow and how you say sharp, as you said, you know, <laughs> we got we got to keep going on with this process of following God. Amen. Um, so was there anything else that you would like to mention to the listeners? You know what, um, Sarah, this has been such a, a blessing just to be here with you. I would say this. I would say be absolutely sure that you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Call upon him today. And I'm telling you, he will satisfy your soul. It'll be like you, you have to stop searching. You found the answer. He'll give your life purpose and meaning. And if you already are a believer in Christ, my encouragement to you would be to abide in him. Just stay connected to him and he'll produce the fruit. Daily spend time with him, walk with him. 
he'll fulfill the deepest desires in your life. And, and also, I'd like to say along with that, get plugged into a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. And you need to have good godly friends who are going in the same direction as you. You know, you won't regret living for Jesus. And, and, and I just want to encourage you, don't give up. God never said that life would be easy. As you mentioned earlier, that Jesus said in the world will have tribulation. It, it's going to happen to everyone. And so let me give you one more verse that means a lot to me. And it's 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. And it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So I just want to share that with you and and uh, and just tell you it's been a blessing to be with you, Sarah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you for always so eloquently portraying the truths that God has for us. And and I just hope that all of us can can meditate on what you've said today and and be looking up all the verses that you mentioned so that we can apply them to our own lives. Um, and I just thank you, Ken, and all of the listeners for joining me on this journey as we learn together how to faithfully follow God.